Crafty Mama Murr, a podcast for all things crafting, mom life, and Miranda. My name is Miranda, and welcome to my podcast. Today, I'm here with Jamie. Hi, everyone. And we've got lots to talk about today, but I'll give you a quick cliff notes. Jamie and I went to college together at College of St. Benedict, St. John's University. And what was your major? Communications. Okay, I thought you were a communication yep. major too, but I couldn't remember. But you were yes. a year younger than me. Yeah. You graduated 2018? Mm-hmm. And yes. yeah, so we had some communication classes together and you were on the communication club. Yes. Uh, yes, barely. Barely. I did some meetings, but I put it on my resume. Yep, yep. <laughs> it was a resume builder. Yep. <laughs> but then now I feel personally like we've gotten a lot closer since graduating. Yeah. Which is, I think sometimes people think social media is like toxic and so bad and you're just kind of keeping up with the Joneses. But I feel like you and I have gotten a lot closer 100%. via social media afterwards and like authentically too. Yes. So. Yeah. Out of our interests and just kind of being girly girls, loving Taylor Swift. Right. I don't know. <laughs> just loving life. Yeah. I know. And I was going to ask you, so you went to Taylor Swift's concert. Of course. Did you go Friday or Saturday? Saturday. Okay. I was Saturday too. Yep. I was so glad I went Saturday though because yep. I had the whole day to mentally prepare myself. Yes. Absolutely. I thought if I went Friday night and you know, to see Taylor is a blessing through and through, but I yeah. am so glad I I went Saturday and had that whole day to prepare. Oh, yeah. Just the whole day. And also, dare I say the surprise songs on Saturday hit a little harder than Friday night. Dear John so was a blessing. I was sobbing. <laughs> it was too much. When my favorite line in Dear John is when she says, shining like fireworks over your sad, empty town. And Dang. oh, that, absolutely. You that can't was... see us right now, but we're both this bumper. <laughs> yeah, that was that was so good. And I will say I did not cry during her concert, which I <sighs> thought I was going to be sobbing. When All Too Well, the 10-minute version came on, I did think I was going to cry because that's my favorite song. That's a tough one for me. And I didn't cry, but that's, I was very, very shocked by myself that I didn't cry at all during that concert. Yeah, I'm so proud of you. I can't say the same. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Everyone thought I was just going to be sobbing, so I think yeah. it's because people thought I would be sobbing. Yeah. I did not. Mm-hmm. So Maybe in your head you were like, I can't sob because no. everyone wants me to sob. I was I just so happy. I, I was elated. Me the whole time, just cheeks open, smile so big. Like, yeah. the vibes were so good. Did you see the movie in the... Yes. You went... So I yeah. have yet to go. I think you'll really love it. I know, but yeah. I, I still can, like, close my eyes and see every moment oh, from I that know. concert. So yeah. for me, I had already been there. I already lived it. Mm-hmm. And I think once I need a little bit nostalgic like reminiscing then yeah. I'll go back and watch it but. it'll be a, a copy of a movie that I have in my house for yes. sure of yes. like we're watching this again she's like our Beatles yes I think, she but. is she's yeah. our people what? will hate that but <laughs> right <laughs> but um recently you have started your own business so today yeah. we're gonna talk to Jamie about Captured Blossoms yeah. and kind of the story behind I want to know kind of the breakdown of the name why you started it yeah. things you've learned from it so we'll just start with that and we're just here to have a conversation about Captured blossoms and probably mix in some taylor swift and other fun facts and then i did put on instagram a couple questions so i have some questions for you amazing okay sounds good so but if you want to start maybe just say talk about the name what it is also throw out any which way anyone can support you too Mm -hmm. your handle all that but let's let's hear about captured blossoms and what you've been up to captured blossoms is kind of a dual business model dare i say but um it kind of came out of i had a friend gift me a film camera for christmas one year and started doing it for fun, started taking pictures at friends' weddings and of people and things for fun, and then started to love it more and more and want to do it for real, but didn't want to do just film photography. And then also have always loved flowers, always loved doing my own um, floral arrangements at home, making bouquets, all of that good stuff. And then one of my best friends got married last summer, and for her rehearsal dinner, I said, all right, screw it. I'm just going to take on doing the flowers and hope it goes well. Yay! Um, and it went amazing. And I was like, I love this. I feel so fulfilled by this. This is what I need. Um, because my corporate job is great, but not as fulfilling as, you know, it might hope to be but I feel like everyone needs a creative outlet and that's what crafty mama Murr started to be for me like I absolutely love my job at Boston Scientific it's rewarding I feel like I am impacting people's lives and I feel like I matter at the company but I've always needed to have a creative outlet because Mm -hmm. 
I'm like, I'm writing submissions to the FDA. Like there's no room for creativity. You follow a template. Like I have to tell you, here's our reliability. Here's our biocompatibility. Here's our testing. Here's clinicals. Like there's no room. You can't even put a flowery word in there. No. But I, I think everyone should have some sort of creative outlet. I mean, some people's creative outlet is gaming. Some people it's, I don't know. There's other things. Yeah. But I, I definitely can agree that there's such value in having a creative outlet. It changed my life, truly. Mm -hmm. So once I realized that there was kind of demand for other people, like other people wanted my services was also one very imposter syndrome. You're like, what do you mean? Yeah. (laughs) I just do this for fun. (laughs) Um, But then decided to just say screw it and do it. And I'm not really like the type to take big leaps really often. Like I... My job, my nine to five job is very safe. I would say like I work from home. I work as a marketing consultant in like media and marketing um, for a company out of New York, but work here. And so it's safe. Like I'm not in New York, but I have a New York job type of vibe. So um, I was like, you know, should I do it? Should I not? Is it worth it? Is it not? Um, And I had also just got engaged too. So that was a lot Um, and decided to just run with the chaos and do it. And I had a lot of people around me that were willing to support me and help me figure it out. And Mm -hmm. Peter's dad helped me make sure everything was legit with my LLC and all of that fun stuff. So it's been really great, but kind of a, a mixed bag of film photography for events and like I do it for birthday parties slash like I did a baby announcement the other day that was so fun of, like people brought their sonogram and we did a pictures in the field and it was so fun so film photography kind of of any kind and then floral design of also any kind um as I'm navigating I'm kind of trying to find that niche but like this morning I had to send Miranda a voice memo I was coming <laughs> home from a bouquet drop-off and I was estimated to get to my apartment five minutes before our recording time so I was like okay I might be a little late yeah but, um but yeah this morning was a drop-off of a couple bouquets for a girl to propose to her bridesmaids with so oh cute so fun um so and I think I think it's funny because there's this meme that I saw like two days ago and it was like the way adulthood works is one friend saying I'm gonna be late and the other one saying I'm running late too and I just laughed because you sent me I was we were making pretty good time my friend is watching the girls today um so we can record this but I was like okay shoot I'm gonna be running a little late and then I saw your voice memo and I was like great we're both running late this is what adulthood friendships are that we're always running late (laughs) there's like always a 10 minute buffer it's necessary we need it (laughs) um so yeah it's been really fun I've been doing some film photography at weddings that's been kind of my my fave lately but also um flowers are just another creative outlet so I didn't want to limit myself so we do both around here yes so it's fun. um and you said your friend had bought you a film camera mm-hmm. so are you doing just film or are you doing digital or what's kind of your photography and what's your vision for it mm-hmm. because I feel like you can always start with one thing but then it can take yeah a bunch of different directions so what's your what's your vision for it I think my vision for photography is just film I think that there is something about film I know you talked about this on a previous episode mm-hmm. too but there is something that just can't be replicated on film um I love that it's just you click it once and it ends up how it ends up. Yep. I don't have to overthink if I don't like my skin in it or I look, my eyes are closed. Like if my eyes were closed, shoot, they were closed. You and because there's no like retouching on film, correct? I don't typically know. I think you can. You can edit it just as you would. Like, like import to Lightroom or like Photoshop yeah. or Adobe or whatnot and mm-hmm. you could do it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can do that. Do you put presets on your do you like edit the colors afterwards when you get the film back or is it just is film just truly this is your film um typically like if there's a red eye problem I can fix a red eye problem or if the exposure is really off and I can just drop it to make the picture better and kind of salvage the picture yes but most of the time even if I were to go in and try and edit it it would just look worse Mm -hmm. um so no I try to kind of keep it less the like the least editing as possible um because honestly it's better than digital for like skin and hair and face everything too like people will be like oh I don't have makeup on I'm like trust me when you see this photo you're gonna be like who is that supermodel because it's it's so great but um so I think I think the vision for it is staying film Mm -hmm. I don't think that the direction is necessarily wanting to become a photographer I think it's more seeing how it goes with both film and with flowers and kind of seeing if one takes over the other or I don't know I don't know what's going to happen but I'm excited to see I like what you said about like film is how you look Mm -hmm. in that point because I think with being on social media so much and just in general sometimes people will like see a photo and they're like I don't like the way I look in this photo 
And for me, for the past at least 10 years, my rhetoric has just been, that's how I looked at that moment. When Mm -hmm. that camera took that photo, that's what I looked like. And um, I mean, when I was even postpartum with both the girls, I was like, yep, that's what I look like. I just gave birth. Like, of course, I'm still going to have a stomach and like Mm -hmm. these X, Y, and Z. But I think that's such a healthy way to look at photos, especially to be like, that's how you look in that moment. And I wish more people could like love themselves in that moment. But I... I appreciate film because it is different. It's like, okay, three, two, one, don't blink. Yeah. And if you do, you blinked and that's the photo. And in that moment, you were blinking. Yeah. And I think it captures the moment in it time. Does. <laughs> wink, wink. It also just feels so, I call it homey. And I don't know if other people kind of feel what I mean when I say that. But like, it feels like home. It kind of feels like 90s, like um, warm, comfy. And I just love that. And um, yeah, so I think I want to keep going with the film keep going with the flowers seeing what happens and where do you get your flowers from so I go to a wholesaler in Minneapolis they're like 10 minutes from me um Kohler and Dram is one that I've been using lately because we're in the quote-unquote off season so there's not like flowers growing around in Minnesota right. that you can get. <laughs> um, but I love to try and get local flowers as much as I can during the on season so I will just go to the farmer's market or go to um there's a farmer's market kind of someone who used to be in the farmer's market, but now they have a warehouse right off of the market. So I go to them to, um, it's called Market Flowers in Minneapolis. Okay. But they both are really good wholesalers. And then also just people on like the Northeast Farmer's Market and then also the one that's in Minneapolis. I love to do in the summer. So if you wholesale flowers, do you have to have like a special, do you have to like buy a membership or like pay a special permit to buy them at that wholesale price? Yes. So I needed to become like a legitimate business and become an LLC and get a tax ID with both the federal government and the Minnesota government in order to apply. And then it honestly was kind of rigorous. They called me and kind of interviewed me about my business model, which I can very much so appreciate because... When you look at my Instagram, it's kind of unclear if it's film or if it's flowers sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm trying to kind of differentiate that a little bit more too. But she was asking me like what my goals were with florals and whatnot, which I can respect because they're making sure that their customers are, you know, actually going to buy a lot of their inventory instead of just Oh, this was the warehouse who called you? Yes. Okay. I thought Mm -hmm. you were saying the city called you. I was like, I was like, no one called me when I LLC'd and I (laughs) LLC'd Crafty Mama Murr like a year and a half ago and I don't know if I did it right but I paid and I got a re- email receipt I haven't just yep. I haven't got anything in the mail so I need to go do that quick and make sure for next year for filing if I'm LLC'd or sole proprietor I haven't yeah. I haven't figured it out yet but I yeah. LLC'd a year and a half ago I just <laughs> we're in I just didn't throw LLC on any of my logos or anything because yeah. I was like no crafty mama is clean the way it looks right now no I don't throw LLC <laughs> on mine either I don't need it yeah but Yes, you do need to like apply and have a, like a business floral business license in order to okay to do it. So that's so fun. I love going to the farmers market and just seeing so all good. the fresh flowers. And I have a lot of friends; they'll just go to Trader Joe's because they mm-hmm. have like the individual flowers. But so mm-hmm. I'm assuming the warehouse is just like gorgeous when you walk in, and it's just like a floral like utopia, right? Yes, it's a dream. I went there yesterday because I had to get some flowers um, for today, but. It is very much so, it's more special in the off season because you can get flowers that are just not available in Minnesota. Like you can't grow a ridiculous outside right now, it would die, but they ship them in. And so in the off season, the wholesaler is really nice. Um, And I can really lean on a lot of local flowers in the summertime. I don't know. I haven't done a full scale wedding in the summertime yet, so I don't know inventory wise if I could really rely wholly on like a farmer's market or whatnot, Mm -hmm. but it has been, I like to either do a mix or I still do pull from Trader Joe's sometimes. So they have good roses and they're easy to find and they always have white roses if I'm in a pinch. Um, But I, Trader Joe's was where I like got my start quote unquote with flowers. I would go every like Sunday when I would go grocery shopping, I would get like four or five different kinds and then make a bouquet in the kitchen and it just, makes the house a little bit happier okay so this is going to be like a slight announcement um but I already hinted at it before but I didn't hint at it this way so I'm actually moving back to Minneapolis (gasps) yeah so I'm gonna be moving back into my house yes because you boss babe bought your house back (laughs) yes did and so yeah so two days ago was officially three years of me owning the house I Mm -hmm. bought it three years ago so yep I bought my ex out of it And originally I was going to turn it into a rental property and then I had put an offer on another house and I got accepted for it. However, the bank said it was a rehab home and I would have had to have more down. Mm -hmm. So I decided to pull back on that. But then 
I was looking for renters and I like made my renters application, did all that. And then I was like, am I really going to have, try to be finding renters for this house and then try to buy another house or like go rent a place myself with the girls and I. And then I was like, you know what? It just makes sense to move back. Yeah. But what I loved so much when I lived in Minneapolis was I always had fresh flowers in the house, like all through the house. So I'm so excited to be able to go get flowers and just have like my house be like my gray walls and white trim with all my color accents everywhere. Um, so I'm really looking forward to flowers. But so good. And I'm also excited to be back in the cities because it's so fun. I'm glad you're going to be back. I know. And I will. I'm just in Southeast, so I'll be just down the Yay. road. So, um, I always used to just go to Aldi because mm-hmm. they have like the three ninety nine bouquets. They do. I didn't know. Yeah, that. they have, and sometimes they drop them down to two ninety nine, and you can they're get, giving them away. That you can get like I always do like the two ninety nine, and then I will buy like five of them. So yeah, that ends up being like fifteen twenty dollars for yeah. these flowers. But then I would make these really cool bouquets and put them through the whole house and yep. like have these like matching kind of bouquets. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you do anything with like dried flowers after? you're done with the bouquets because mm. I know that you give them to people so you don't keep them around but would you have any advice of anything you could do with dried flowers mm. that isn't pressing them but like what you would do with a dried bouquet yes um I have made a dried bouquet for a bride one time it was like an after party bouquet so mm. that she didn't have to worry about breaking the stems of her fancy one um and I feel like I like around the I'm looking around my apartment I'm like there's dried flowers around here somewhere um, it's in the other room but I kind of put them in vases and have them around the apartment but I need to learn how to dry them because I would love to dry my own wedding bouquet and figure yes. out like how to press it or dry it or whatnot but I hear if you hang them upside down that's works but yeah I I kind of have this vision and I don't know if it's like gonna work or not but I want to start keeping all of my bouquets and figure out a way but have them on display somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I know if I have like this dried bouquet flower wall, I feel like either my cat, my dog, or my children would just mess it up and it would all fall down. But I thought about on outside, because we have a wooden privacy fence at our house. Nice. And I thought about like doing a fence post panel that's like Cute. all dried flowers. And I haven't decided how it would work. And obviously it would weather with the seasons. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking I like of even getting like some cool twine and like hanging all my dried bouquets. So every time the a way bouquet, I was envisioning a garland mm-hmm. hanging all <laughs> of the bouquets off of it. Yeah. yeah. So I, but yeah, I love flowers. Um, fun fact one of my aunts owned a flower shop in Maple Grove for like years, and my grandma would help at it. Cute. And so I was, I texted my mom to be like, Mom, I need some facts about the flower shop so oh I can share God. them on the podcast. But she said, um, that my grandma would help on the holidays and they my grandma and my grandpa shorty they would go to these flower shows in amsterdam my grandma is like who i aspire to be um she was a watercolor artist uh she had six children and this woman never raised her voice the one time god bless her yes seriously i don't have children and i raise my voice (laughs) (laughs) she i remember though all of my aunts and uncles will recall the only time they've ever heard her swear They were driving out to Montana or somewhere out there, and she had, I think, four of the six kids in the car, and she was like, I am sick and tired of you all yelling, and I'm sick and tired of driving through this cow shit country, and like that was like the only time, I think, or it was something like that, but that was the only time my grandma swore, but she was just such a sweetheart, and I felt very close to her during my pregnancies because I got carpal tunnel. And if you don't know, carpal tunnel is similar to arthritis, and it's a huge side effect of pregnancy. Wow, I didn't know that. And so both pregnancies, like, I barely could use my hands, and they would, like, kind of shrivel up and, like, turn in on themselves. Mm -hmm. And Not the crochet girl, not being able to crochet. I couldn't do anything, and I did crochet Meta a blanket when I was pregnant for her, and it was actually the same pattern and stitches the pastel blanket I just Mm -hmm. that's what I've always done is that kind of that style but my grandma had arthritis really bad and that ended up stopping her from doing all of her crafts and watercolor so like I felt very weirdly close to my grandma while being pregnant even though she had passed away when I was seven years or eight years old but she was this phenomenal artist but she loved flowers so I'm like I just aspire to be my grandma Diane she just she did watercolor she was calm she had probably I think she had about 20 grandkids at the time she passed away. So she had so many like grandkids to love on her. And now there's like 50 of us. So like from my grandma, Diane and Shorty, they had six kids. And it just like our family tree is insanely large now. I love Shorty the name. It's so fun. His real name was Norris. Even better. (laughs) I don't remember what his middle name is. But Norris Olsen and his, <laughs> yeah, Oli's son, Olsen, and we're very Norwegian, Scandinavian. Mm-hmm. But 
um, yeah, her, so it was Diana Norris, but then my little, my youngest brother's name is Micah Norris, Schramm Olson. So nice. we've got, we've got our tributes to them. My mom also got me into flowers. Yeah. So it's like a family thing. My mom was a big gardener growing up yep. when I was growing up. Um, and then like I tried to include snapdragons in a lot of my bouquets or my arrangements because snapdragons were like my mom's favorite flower. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, you can, they're called snapdragons. I'll show you a picture later on, but you can pinch them on the side and they literally open and close like with a mouth, like a dragon. It's really? so silly. Yeah. I'll find a video to show you, but cause I thought those were so cool as a kid because mm-hmm. obviously it's like an interactive flower. Um, and so now like kind of as an ode to my mom, I try and put them in my bouquets Cute. and my arrangements and stuff. But the goal eventually is to help retire my mom and so she can work for the floral business that and help me so fun she wants she would geek out over it she would love to help me like prep stems and get everything ready but um yeah so that's the goal what would you say your favorite flower is and then could you visually describe it yes my favorite flower is a peony and a peony is hard to get um and visually they come in variations of pink and white sometimes like a deep magenta Mm. as well or like a deeper purple um and they start out as like a rock hard bud yep and then this is the one that you might see ants crawling on sometimes when you see them out in the wilderness because the ants like help it them open up it's wild i don't know the nature process like i always used to think those poor peonies like they have ants all over them like get the ants off and my mom would tell me you know that helps them kind of open up and that's so interesting it's kind of like people who like you know spiders help the world they eat mosquitoes like let them be i'm like but they're so creepy (laughs) but you get it um but then they slowly but surely open up and get really really big and they smell delicious one of the few flowers that actually that i use that smells so so good and they when you plant them in the in the ground like a bush it takes like seven or eight years i think for them to actually flower so they're hard to get hard not to crack but when you get them they're stunning and so they're very fluffy and light but yeah they're gorgeous so i had asked my mom what my grandma and grandpa and my mom and dad's favorite flowers are so my grandpa shorty loved yellow roses oh and my mom goes diane loved them all she loved every flower and then my mom she likes a good fall arrangement anything with like sunflowers and she's very warm colors and i'm very cool colors Mm. and (laughs) sometimes i feel like a brat because i'm like i'm living in a warm toned house like it's affecting me but i am cool tones like as i sit here this is exactly like this flooring is what i'm gonna put in my bathroom (laughs) like this flooring right here yeah a light tone like yeah Yeah. like a light piney kind of looking like lighter like that but i just laugh because of course she likes sunflowers and like deep she loves browns and like reds and yellows and oranges and i'm like i like pastel and lilac and like have it be light whimsical yes Mm -hmm. and then i don't know how to pronounce this one let's see if you can but this one that's my dad's favorite flower oh i don't alstromeria i don't even I know. If I know what that is alstromeria we're gonna say it confidently alstromeria it's is my alstromeria, dad period yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my dad's favorite um what would you think my favorite flower is mm, you seem like you would like a cosmo if you know what a cosmo yep. is um so i actually have a tattoo and so um, I'll try to describe it. It's a bunch of flowers and it's line art, um, but it's my mom, dad, my brothers, Maggie, my cousin Kimmy, and my daughters, and my dog Ava's birth flowers. Love. So Cosmos, I believe, I can't remember which ones are, I think Probably these, those. Might, these are the Cosmos, I think. Or the one way up at the top. I'm not sure. They both look yeah, like it. Yeah, I can't of, but. remember. But um, Cosmos, I believe, are October's birth month. Because I think okay. Cosmos are my dad's birth month flowers. Yeah, they're very, they're also very whimsical and they come mm-hmm. in like a lot of cute, pretty pastel colors and they grow just around in Minneapolis too. Yeah. Um, but I love them. But my actual favorite flower is baby's breath. It is. Mm-hmm. Oh, lovely. And I posted it on Instagram to ask people what they thought. And I can't believe how many people were so spot on because the options I put, let me click through. Oh God, did I miss this? I just posted it this morning because I was like, I'm going to ask this question on the pod. So we'll love we'll uh, get I I also really like having it be interactive because I know people who follow me there listen to the podcast. So it's just fun. But my options were lavender, baby's breath, daisies and lilac. And I thought everyone was going to say lavender and lilac. 
but 68% of people voted baby's breath. They know you. Which surprised me. And granted, like in that bouquet, it's a lot of baby's breath that I posted sure. on that picture. But I was I was kind of surprised because I thought everyone would jump to lilac or lavender, which are my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I do really like them. But the reason baby's breath is my favorite is because my dad and I did father-daughter dances growing up and through a uh, dance studio. And there was one song that we danced to called Butterfly Kisses. And After in, bedtime prayers. Yep, yep. Yeah. I was also a dancer and, growing up. I know the song. And they said putting little white flowers all up in her hair. And then they talked about like on her wedding day, she had white flowers in her hair. And so when I did get married, I put baby's breath like in my hair. Um, but I didn't, when my ex and I, we got married, we did, we eloped and we just did a really small ceremony at Minnehaha Falls. And then mm-hmm. we went out on like a dinner cruise at night. And I wouldn't change what we did because our plan was get married in 2019 and have the reception in 2020. Oh, God. Well, then everything canceled in 2020, and everyone was making up their weddings in 2021. So by the time 2022 came around, we were like, do we do a five-year? Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. It didn't end up obviously happening because now we're divorced. But I always thought that um, that song, Butterfly Kisses, would be my dad and I's father-daughter dance. And so Mm -hmm. Baby's Breath has just always been there. It's beautiful. Every time I've had a baby shower or an event, I throw Baby's Breath in there. Amazing. But yeah, so Baby's Breath is my favorite flower. And I just love it because it goes with everything. And it's so pretty and it's so dainty. And it lasts forever. If you dry Baby's Breath. Oh, forever. It will last forever. So Baby's Breath is actually my favorite. However, someday when I get a house, I want to do... I really like natural fences as far Mm -hmm. as like planting bushes or shrubs or trees and like eventually letting that grow and be your line Mm -hmm. so depending on where I buy my house and what the association rules are if I'm in an association I would love to do a nature fence of lilac bushes (gasps) and do like white pink and purple Mm -hmm. lilac bushes around the property because my uncle had a house like that um, on the Mississippi River and he had this nature fence in between his neighbor's yard and his and when those lilacs would blossom it was it smelled so heavenly amazing for like weeks it just smelled so good so I I do love I love the smell of lilac but I like the aesthetic of baby's breath and how it goes with everything baby's breath like I kind of have beef with how it smells sometimes but other times it doesn't smell like anything Mm -hmm. so I don't get it I don't know maybe if it comes from a certain spot it smells stinky and then it's other spots it doesn't but it's a filler that I always run to yeah it's so good okay and I have a couple more questions that we're gonna start going through let me pull that back up what's your favorite thing about photographing weddings or other events I think my favorite thing is catching the moments as they happen because I can't redo them like that's kind of I think that's one of the best parts about film is if you get the moment, you get it. If you don't, you don't. I take an approach that's kind of like documentary-ish. Like you do your thing and I will just take the photos as you live your life and as you have your wedding, Um, especially on a wedding day, I do that. Other cases you can't really like, like I'm thinking about the uh, baby announcement photo shoot I did. I can't just ask them to like run around in a field with a sonogram. That's not very natural, but you know, give them some poses and whatnot. But I think the overall at weddings seeing people just so happy and getting those kind of in-between moments of them being so happy when they don't know that they're being photographed right because you can feel it like the love and the Mm -hmm. care so for weddings are you the only photographer or do they have a digital photographer and you are there too or how does that kind of cadence or collaboration work with the other photographers too and do you feel like how has that been yeah so the last wedding I shot I was with a digital photographer too um it was do you remember Sydney Bramer name is super familiar was she a soccer player yes okay yep yep yep. her and Pat got married earlier this year there it is yes Yes. (laughs) I think Pat was in your grade maybe we had a lot of Pats and Johns and Nicks at our too university. Many. Lots of Nicks. Now that I think about it, two redhead Nicks too. Yeah, we can cut that out. But like, I kept mixing them up. What was the question? I can't remember. It, always, it goes oh, in one. I said, I said, like, how does it feel like having digital photographers oh, yeah. there versus you being film, and kind of how does that collaboration work? Yeah. So for Sydney's wedding, I ended up gifting everything to her because we've been friends for so long, and I just kind of felt like one thing that I wanted to do for her. But so she 
had hired a digital photographer. She was great. Her name is Vanessa. Um, Vanessa Lee, Minnesota, I think is her photography um, handle. But she was great. And I just showed up around the same time that she did. And I just kind of shoot alongside her. But she was getting paid paid. So I stayed out of her way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she just gave the digital, Sydney gave the digital photographer a heads up that I would be there and that I would be shooting film. She was so kind, allowing me to like get in for a couple shots and stuff. Um, but I was also a guest at that wedding. So I was kind of switching back and forth between guest mode and photographer mode, which was fun. But um, golden hour, the photographer was sweet and pulled me out to go do shoots with them too, so that I could get some of those. Um, so all of the photographers that I've shot alongside have been amazing. Um, and I haven't like collaborated with them directly. It's more the bride kind of asks both of us to work and then we work together. But um, yes, most of the time there's a digital person aside. Otherwise, like I've done rehearsal dinners before and they kind of have film at a rehearsal dinner in place of digital just because digital can be so expensive. Right. And especially with me just starting out, um, I'm able to have a little bit lower prices to have people um, be able to use my services. So rehearsal dinners and stuff like that I've done just by myself. And that's also pretty documentary. But yep. let's see if you know who this question is from because they asked for. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm scared. <laughs> Ask her about her man and her dating life. She had such an amazing perspective about dating. Hmm. Do I know who asked that? You do know who asked this question. Hmm. I'll tell you after you're done answering all of her questions. Okay. 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 Um, what is, what do they want to know about my man? I have so much I could say. Yeah. Well, why don't you, cause she said she has such an amazing perspective around dating. So whatever you think that means to you hmm. or, but if you want to even, we can jump in and you can tell your story of you PB and J. PB and J. Cause I, uh, I'm trying to, you know, it's not a dating podcast, but I do think that like dating is so relatable for people oh, and yeah. people love love. Like literally yeah. a love story is like the easiest thing to sell so mm-hmm. I like to tie that into each podcast Always. episode in whatever way I mean some people talk about like a really bad first date some people talk about like how they met their husband and yeah how you met your fiance Ooh. but you if whatever you kind of want to talk about we'll switch gears into that sure. to answer this question <laughs> um okay yes yeah. so I I feel like I know who this was I think it was Noman it was <laughs> Noman. we love you Noman so much um Noman has seen me through a lot of boyfriends friends because we were friends before Peter and I had ever even met. Um, I kind of went through the ringer in dating. A lot of the things that you had mentioned in your podcast, I'm like, yep. Mm. Like feeling hidden, feeling kind of like people were embarrassed of you in ways. That was kind of my first boyfriend. And then, of course, had the whole cheating. Every girl has that one guy who cheats on them and kind of ruins everything. And And I hope it's only one. Unfortunately, I feel (laughs) like I've got like a good marker count on that because it's not just been one and it's just like you think you know (laughs) you think you can see through it and then they just keep doing it yeah no it was one but one multiple times which was you know that was a hard lesson to learn but I learned so much from that and learned exactly what I want well not exactly what I wanted but maybe exactly what I didn't want yeah I think it's better (laughs) though I think it's better to know exactly what you don't want versus Mm -hmm. exactly what you do want because I know I don't want x y and z so that Mm -hmm. opens me up to more things yeah I think another perspective I always try and take and I think you do this too in I have a perfect example actually um I was in New York a couple weeks ago for work and one of my coworkers had just run the New York City Marathon and she which is insane she's so cool she met a guy at the starting line I was like this is a rom-com it is literally a a (laughs) rom-com and so they're like sitting at the starting line they're talking getting to know each other whatever and then somehow she got something with his name on it but not his number and so she found him on Instagram and she was creeping on his Instagram and she leaned over to me and she was like Jamie do you think it would be weird if I like messaged him and I was like well would you normally message him like is it your personality to just message someone out of the blue? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't like it, then you guys will not hit it off because right. your personalities will not mesh. Like in order to find someone that really fits for you super well, you just have to be yourself. And if they don't like it, then they don't like it. I and know. then you don't work out. And it's it's so much easier said than done. Mm-hmm. But it's the situation of at the beginning of a relationship, you can kind of put on I think about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey right now. Yep. Like he's putting on his best. He's putting his best foot forward. He's trying not to make mistakes. Um, but I feel like that first time they make a mistake together and then they kind of go through something, they'll be stronger from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so going into any dating relationship, just being yourself is so important. And because you don't want someone to fall in love with not a version of you. I know. And I've, I've definitely had that happen before where I tried to like change myself and fit this mold. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, then it falls apart and, 
now. I don't know if this podcast is going to be a blessing or a curse for my dating life. I literally have no idea because some people are like, I don't like that. That's way too personal. Like I'm a private person, but then I realize you're not going to change who you are though. And you've always been an oversharer. You're not going to marry a private person. It's not going to work that way. I know. I do think I need to marry a calm person. Calm, not private. Yep, calm, not private. I'm doing that. Peter's calm, but I asked him this morning, I was like, anything off limits? He was like, no. Yep. And see, that's that's so nice. Like to not feel like you have to follow rules or guidelines. And obviously there are like things you need to respect in Mm -hmm. in relationships, but I really enjoy that. That's what his response was. So go Peter. Go Peter. Um, that's a good transition. We could jump into Peter. Yes. <laughs> um, I met Peter in college. Ironically, we met senior year, not freshman, sophomore, or junior. Because I don't remember him being around at all. Mm-mm. Was he a Johnny? He was a Johnny. Sorry, Peter. He, yes. <laughs> Peter also had a girlfriend going into college. So that does, you know, yeah. one wonders for your social life, maybe not in the best way of like meeting a bunch of new people. Right. Um, so we never ended up meeting until senior year. Um, we met actually on Progressive Drinking Day, if you could believe it. So romantic, um, which is for context, it is a like a, a day every year for that our, that our senior class like starts somewhere in the morning and you do like mimosas and it's for AMSAC, EMSAC, SAMSAC, whatever, yeah, whatever you call it. But you do like a, a party every hour and whatnot. And we, Allie, uh, Allie Ridge had just gotten back to school and she is one of those young Bettys. So she didn't turn 21 until I think it was senior year, mm. maybe yeah, she didn't turn 21 until senior year. She had never had um, an apple pie shot from Sal's. Oh, yeah. You got to go get one of those from Sal's. You got <laughs> And so we were like, it was midday something. We were in between parties and she was like, well, you go to Sal's with me quick. I really want an apple pie shot. I was like, of course. So we're leaving Sal's and we're, we're walking out across the street on the sidewalk. I see Taryn Cranick and she's walking with Danny Bruckbauer and Peter and a bunch of other people from their study abroad program because Taryn studied abroad with Peter. I we see Taryn and we don't know where everybody's going for the next party so we just go hey can we come with you and whatnot and I kid you not the rest is history (laughs) like with Peter and I because he was walking with her and he did the like talk with me chat with me flirt with me very big humor guy from the start Mm. which I'm I love to laugh and I love it when people make me laugh I like intelligent humor as well yeah um and he's very that way he is I'm not thinking of the word right now um when it comes back to me I I will say it but um yeah so then we met that day and you know did the classic like do you want to be my partner in pong and yeah all that oh, God. <laughs> like college house party vibes um and then we later that night I actually asked him for his phone and I put my number in his phone and um did you do anything like sassy like Jamie your future girlfriend or something no I don't think I did <laughs> I, now that I'm thinking about it I don't know if it was he put his number in my phone or I put one of us did because I remember I texted him first Mm. so it must have been he put his in mine and I texted him first obviously hit him with a joke right off the bat and he hit me right back with a joke I was like oh this is gonna be great and he asked me out on our first date and I knew I really liked him because he asked me out on a date in the morning and I said yes it was before class insane of me I'm not a morning person oh your date was before class yes I thought you were saying like he asked you out like he said do you want to go get dinner like before class Mm-mm. like he was asking you to go on a date later in that date no so he wanted to go on like a coffee date he wanted to go to the local blend he wanted to go grab coffee and it was before class I Tuesday, or Tuesday Thursday at St. John's so went there and he was like yeah let's grab some coffee before class and we did and I obviously missed class I obviously didn't go I stayed for way longer than I needed to be there and Anna Lindstrom was our um cashier at the local blend on our first date god it's such a small world so such a small world like I tell her like Anna and Allie at our wedding will get a special shout out because they were part of the love story but yeah we went on our first date um, before class, missed class. It was wonderful. Um, we couldn't stop talking. It was one of those things where you meet someone and it's like, this energy is just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and went on a few more like formal dates after that, but then just fell right into it, fell right into the whole, like you sleep over at my place. I sleep over at yours. Let's go grab lunch. Let's go to the library, all that good stuff. And here we are six years later. <laughs> yep. And so you met at the end of senior year then? The beginning. Or beginning? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I couldn't remember if what the... Because you said you the party or whatnot. I couldn't remember if that was like the end of year. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, it yep. was in... Like, we hadn't started class yet. We had all just moved in. Okay. And we met then. Oh, now... Okay, mm-hmm. yep, yep, yep. That makes more sense. Yeah. I always missed the, like, 
let's kick this off because mm-hmm. I was traveling. Ah, so there you go. I got like a little slap on the wrist every year mm-hmm. because um, in 2016, the year before my senior year, Maggie and I went to Japan for three and a half weeks. Okay. And the day we flew back in was like, I think we flew back in on Sunday. Okay, yeah. And classes started Monday. Or no, we flew back in on Saturday and there was a workshop for health advocates that I was supposed to be oh, at. And I, a workshop. I missed it. I missed half of it. But I told them, I said, well, one, I do, I'm a team of one for marketing and communicate or uh, PR and communications for health advocates. So I'm yeah. like, I'm a team of one. I don't need to workshop this. But I kind of got in trouble that I wasn't back in time for this workshop. And I was like, I'm in Japan. I have nothing to apologize for. Mm-mm. I This is my like work study job at school. And I loved health advocates. And I think that that's where I had a lot of room to wiggle around and um, kind of test out what works with social media. Like yeah. I started the water bottle giveaways on Wednesdays with it health advocates. It was iconic, Miranda. People were pandering for those water bottles. I know. And all we did was just had like a good water bottle. and But it's the same thing I do to this day with giveaways that yeah. it's you like this post you follow and you take some besties and you get a free water bottle it's the same thing I do with my crochet giveaways like once we hit another milestone like you like this you take a bunch of besties and share if you so feel inclined Mm -hmm. but I did love health advocates but I always miss like the move-in weekend stuff because I was uh I think 2015 was I in Europe yeah yep 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 2015 I was in Europe like to the day before Mm move-in or the day before classes started I was just moved in like last minute I was like I have my stuff I've got all this time to move in but I always miss those things so that's why I couldn't tell if it was like fall or spring because I didn't do anything like that because I was like I'd rather spend two more days in Japan <laughs> like that <laughs> I don't blame you I was excited to get up there because it was my first time being off campus because it's, yep. you have to fight so hard to get off campus up there what where did you live what house we were in the quarters okay mm-hmm. I thought so I thought yeah. that's where you would end up yeah so not a house technically but apartments yeah we loved them so then Noman also said juggling an eight to five and a five to nine mm. I haven't figured that fully out yet I'll mm-hmm. be I'll be so transparent it might look like I have but I haven't um I'm getting better at it and it's getting um, easier to figure out like when I can find pockets for captured blossoms and when I will be focusing on my nine to five Um, because it's pretty demanding. So I try and and I always want to I want to put that first because, you know, I have an obligation to that and um, I want to make sure that I'm doing good work for them. But um, weekends have now kind of gotten taken over by captured blossoms, but I love it. Mm -hmm. And we have a really kind of nuanced schedule in our home anyways. Um, My fiance is a flight paramedic and so he, and a ground paramedic. And so he works really odd hours. Like he'll work tomorrow, 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. And then we'll work Monday, 4.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. And then won't work again until Thursday and whatnot. So we have really like nuanced schedules around here. So it's not like I'm breaking out of the nine to five mold. He kind of did that for us. Yeah. Um, which I love so much. And now that I'm out of it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I don't want to be in it forever. I know <laughs> people say nine to five and I actually work a seven to four. OK, is what or seven thirty to four thirty yeah, are my workers. Five. Yeah. So yeah. I do seven thirty to four thirty. And that's just why it's been a blessing working from home, because yeah. there are days the girls don't want to wake up. And I'm like, well, I'll start working at six thirty a.m. then and get an hour ahead of this. I also am trying to figure out how to balance it all. And people yeah. are always like. You have a nine to five, a five to nine, two kids, dog, cat, and you're trying to date. I'm like, well, the dating's gone on. <laughs> I don't know yeah. about that. I think that's the least of my priorities right now. I'm like, my big thing and everything I put on my dating profiles are like, just pull a Travis Kelsey and like, you can come pursue me. I just Please. don't have the time Please to speak about me on your podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Um, but I just think there's like a balance that you just have to kind of figure out. But like you said, my weekends, they get taken up with Crafty Mama Mer. Yeah. But I enjoy it. Like, I love getting to sit down. Um, I'm doing a podcast. So the week after you, it will be a woman who does um, holistic healing. And we're going to talk about oh, energy wait. healing and how like oh my women God. need energy healing. Can she healing? come over and heal my energy? <laughs> <laughs> actually, Noman and Jenna are going to come sage my house. Ah! I think tomorrow or today, I got to actually text Noman back. But, <laughs> um, but I think it's just when it's a passion and when it's a creative outlet, you enjoy it mm-hmm. so much more that it doesn't feel like work necessarily. I mean, there are times that it's like, yes, this is work when I have to sit down and respond to emails and make sure everything gets shipped out in order and that I'm receiving packages the way I'm supposed to. Yeah. 
and fun things like taxes in a couple months that I'm not looking oh forward God, to. No, <laughs> I finally get what people say when they mean, like, if you love what you do, it doesn't feel like work. Mm-hmm. Like this morning, I woke up to my alarm. And normally when I work my nine to five, I like wake up to my alarm, snooze, snooze, snooze. This morning, I was like up at it, ready in the shower, getting ready to deliver bouquets because I just love it. Yeah. Like, it's so fun. And it's such a passion thing for me. So it works. And like Friday... Like balancing it, if I need to do it on the same day on a weekday can be tough, but my wholesaler opens at 7, so I'll shop from like 7.30 to 7.45 and then come home, start work at 8, do my 9 to 5 stuff. And then um, if Peter works a night shift, I will set aside those night shift nights and just work for Captured Blossoms. So like last night, he went um, he went to the driving range with a couple of friends, um, Cody Wald and... Aww. Blake Eckblad. They're also groomsmen in our wedding. Oh, so they are? very sweet. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. that's who Peter's kind of friends with? Yeah. Um, Cody and Blake and Danny have stayed his best friends since okay. college. So they've all been really good to him and been good to me. So, yeah. yeah. I love Cody. He sent me a really best. sweet message a couple years ago. And, like, I still remember that. And now I'm, like, following him and his new girl. Or his, oh, my his God. new girlfriend. I'm, like, they're She's gorgeous. so cute. And I follow her. And I'm, like, I probably will never meet her in person. No, I'm obsessed like, with her. Cody and I, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm still friend, really good friends with Ashley. But Cody and I, like, aren't, like, friends like that. So, yeah. I, but I so enjoy following along with their relationship I'm like she looks like such a sweetheart too she yeah they seem like they have so much fun so mm-hmm. yeah but they were out last night and so then I made all the bouquets for this morning's delivery last night so that I we like to kind of capitalize on the time that he's home because if he's gone he's gone for a while but um it just kind of balances itself as you go I don't know creating a business is harder than I thought it was going to be but um I think everybody says that yep. at least I hope they do if you think it's easier than you thought it was, please call me and let me know <laughs> what you're doing. Yeah. So do you set it all up on your table then? You're like kitchen island? I do it on the floor okay. in my office. Okay. I like to, I'm a floor girl. I yeah. love to sit on the floor. No, We're on I the know, floor right now. I know. When you said we can sit on the floor, I was like, you know what? Sure. Why yeah. not? Like I normally like I'm sitting up in a chair, but it's fun to be crisscross applesauce. Yeah. Doing yeah. This. I, my apartment's not too big, so we have a coffee table set up going on here. But yeah. so the last question I have is. What are your favorite colors to work with for bouquets? Mm. What are my favorite colors to work with? I like colors and not so much plain. I would say like if I were to gravitate towards kind of a grouping of colors, maybe like a green, obviously green because the stems, but green's my favorite color. Um, I love. I didn't a- know that about you. Yeah, it used to be purple, but mm-hmm. now it is green. I rebranded just like you with yep. your pastels. Yep. <laughs> um, purple, it was purple growing up, green in like adulthood. Yeah. But um, that's so funny. Mine switched. That was, I loved forest green. Like I, that was like my color because I have green eyes. So mm-hmm. I was always like when I wore forest green, it just pulled. Mm-hmm. But now it's lilac. And I feel like I Which still, still pulls. Look, yeah, still look like a plant essentially mm-hmm. with my green eyes. Yes. Like, I just look like a flower now. <laughs> yes. Um, I, other than like a solid gorgeous green I think a white flower is stunning even though I just said that I love like a um a colorful palette I think I'm so big into texture like I like to have a greenery that has a different texture and then a couple different like focal point flowers that have different textures and different heights and stuff but I think a deep I know I just said I changed my color from green to purple but a deep purple flower is really pretty Mm -hmm. like kind of looks like Lincoln Park After Dark vibe of the okay. nail polish yeah. of um, I'm thinking of one purple dahlia in specific that I had earlier this summer that was like that's an insane color of flower I've never seen it so I would say probably flowers that you don't think are going to be that color and then they are mm. not like the crazy spray painted silver baby's breath that you see at the store and you're right. like that's not natural <laughs> yep but um I'm a colorful girl. My wedding colors or my wedding florals will be colorful too. So, so fun. And yeah. whimsical or what's kind of your vibe for flowers for your wedding? Yes. Whimsical right on the nose. Um, the wedding flowers for mine will be pretty whimsical and colorful um, and textured. My wedding florist I chose was is very close to my same style, obviously. But um, Cosmos Floral is her name. She's amazing. Um, and we are going to keep it to be natural looking kind of um not as structured kind of whimsical and I just keep going back to whimsical like more so like a wildflower field yes vibes yes Mm -hmm. I love that yeah I love that I love seeing um there was some 
I think they're called the flower bandits or something, and I don't know where they are, but they go around spreading wildflower seeds <gasps> around their community, and now it's just Everything. like these flowers everywhere, and I wish we had more of that. Like It's so good. And when I moved back into Minneapolis, there's one woman who lives down the street from me, and she plants over 200 tulip bulbs every <sighs> fall, and she said her key to it is you have to do it right before that first frost, yep. otherwise the squirrels will go dig them up. Yeah. But she her house is blue with pink trim and these like it's it's but she airbnbs it out as an art studio you're so kidding it's not and she has a giant quilting studio in the basement <gasps> and she owns three of the properties around my house and so she loved when i moved in and i felt really yeah. bad because i moved out in such a rush like i felt like i didn't say goodbye to anyone because it was 17 18 hours and i was out yeah and i didn't go and back you were not in the mental state to be going back and no, saying and, goodbye to your neighbors right you could barely speak but i'm <laughs> very excited to be going back because because Yay. they have like a gardening club that they do every Tuesday that I had swung by a couple times and they just loved the girls and I'm very excited to be back and have that community but to have flowers and have a landscape that I get yeah. to do something so I want I want to play around with what flowers because half of my yard is shaded half of its rock yard so I want to yeah. play around with different flowers and what I can do to really bring that space Ugh. But one of the properties next to me there was a bunch of ivy growing or growing up their wall and I know that ivy and plants that have vines like that can be bad for siding and they push into the cracks and it's bad for that so every year I would go and rip down all these vines well then one year I was pregnant or I had had Maisie in 2021 in September and so right by fall I wasn't I was recovering and I wasn't going to go out there and rip these vines off yeah well, then I saw them change colors and they look just like the vines at St. Ben St. John's where it's just oh, like these beautiful I know what you're talking like, about. red and yellows and oranges. And so I stopped taking them down. And then the next year I didn't take them down. And the business next to me didn't care about them to take them down enough. So now it's just like this huge Everywhere. vine wall. And it's like the only thing you can see outside of my dining window is their wall. Okay, And stunning. so now it's like this beautiful viney. So I'm just excited to play around with landscaping and add more flowers yeah. in. And play around with my rock yard. That <laughs> it adds an energy. The flowers add mm -hmm. just like a, I don't know. Some people will look, I think there are two camps of people. And I think that they are often brides. They discover this about themselves where they're like, flowers are super important to me. And I want flowers at my wedding and they'll add so much. And then there are other people that are like, I cannot fathom spending this much on flowers. Mm -hmm. Um and I was in the middle before, but now I'm just like, flowers are definitely my thing. Yep. And that's definitely a big part of the budget. And that's okay. Yep. And so it's... Because it'll make you happy. You'll oh see God. the photos like on the day of. It's all about your experience and mm -hmm. the aesthetic. And if that's what you care about, then yeah. that's important. So. Yeah. Especially in the home. They add yes. a little jazz. Oh, yes. I know. Yeah. I'm so excited to have fresh flowers Yay. again. And we have fresh flowers at my parents' house. But again, I get more sunflowers and like warmer tones because yeah. that's what the house I'm in is but when I have my own place I'll have like eucalyptus and baby's breath mm -hmm. and um my brother's girlfriend a few weeks ago when I was having a pretty rough week she went to Trader Joe's and she had built Aww. me a baby's breath eucalyptus and some purple flower one and it was Stunning. one of the cute one of the nicest things someone who like really doesn't know me has done for me yeah. so I really appreciated that that's sweet yeah so. they're a big day maker I like it when people get them from me as gifts for other people it's so sweet. It's yeah. very fun. Would you yeah. ever want to grow your own flowers? Of course. Mm -hmm. um, in the city of Minneapolis, that's not logistically sound. <laughs> but um, yes, I would love to have, eventually to have a house, to have both kind of like a workshoppy studio area for me to put together flowers and also a backyard garden. Yeah. Um, I do some flowers in my brother and sister-in-law's garden as well as my mom's. Um, but I don't have one yet. But once I have one, it'll be amazing. We'll be having dinner garden parties yes. in the back. All the good stuff. Yeah, the whimsical and kind of wildflower feel is my is my vibe. I love that. Yeah. Where do you see captured blossoms in five years and what would you like us to manifest for you? Mm, where do I see captured blossoms in five years? Captured blossoms will be my full time job in five by in five years maybe in three yes it will be <laughs> I actually as you say manifestation can can we say any manifestations I looked at my manifestation journal from July and I like to write them down in just I am like I just wrote down I am thankful for owning my own film photography and floral design business and wrote that down in July and now we're sitting down to write or to record this podcast and I do and it's so exciting. Mm -hmm. And so I think whether it be the manifestation, putting all the effort into kind of working towards your goals, whatever it may be that we did, it works. Yeah. Um, 
I would love to be doing this full time in five years. I would love to be, this sounds crazy for me to say out loud, but I would love to be a mom in five years. And I would love to be doing this alongside of being home and taking care of our kids. And that's also crazy for me to say because I used to think I wanted to be this girl boss, corporate, working in the tall buildings and the slower lifestyle and the being more in touch with my day to day and is better for me. It's better for my anxiety. It's better for my depression. It's just better for all of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Living that kind of slower lifestyle and focusing on things that make me happy creatively. So I would like to be doing that. And then we don't know what Peter will be doing, but yeah, yeah. Just killing it, being a paramedic, taking care of the world. Yeah. He's crazy. We have the complete opposite job. I sit (laughs) in my pajamas (laughs) in that room over there and type on a computer, do to do. And he's like, he hasn't flown yet. He just started this new um, flight paramedic job, but he's been a paramedic now for three years. So it's funny because in my job, we say we are just slinging ads. We're not saving babies. Don't make it this big deal but my life is truly peter is saving babies and (laughs) i am slinging ads it's insane that's awesome we love it so yeah i think in five years we will be mr and mrs blaney maybe a couple kiddos running around lots more flowers do you see yourself in minneapolis or do you want to get out into the suburb era Hmm. uh the real estate prices i don't know where i'm gonna be at this point (laughs) but um i would like to be out of the city i think not anytime soon but i think i get more space out of the city Mm -hmm. and i think that's really what we want we really want like a solid home base i'm such a homebody and i love it um love making my spot how i like it and how it feels good to me um so we would love a house yeah and i think i need something out of minneapolis to have a big nice garden too and some privacy but i don't know what suburb i want that's the other thing Mm mm-hmm well, it's always changing, and the yeah. nice thing is, especially like when you have kids, right now, Meta doesn't start kindergarten for two more years. Yeah, I was going to ask, how does the school district stuff work? But you're not in school district. Yeah, yet. I don't even care at this point. You're like, I'm like, I'm going to live back in Minneapolis for at least one year, but like two yeah. years probably would be our max, and then yeah. I'll move to whatever su- suburb I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I do, as much as I don't, like, I don't need to be in the cities because I work from home. But I can go into the office, so I am excited to be back in the cities because then I'm only 12 minutes away from work. So I'll be able to, like, go and work and be able to, like, focus on my career a little bit more, too, and um, more so networking because I feel like now if I go in the office, it's to network and it's to build relationships. If I want to get my work done, I stay at home because I have my three monitors and I sit there, like, just locked in and no one's disturbing me. But when I go into the office, I'm just walking around, like... I will run into someone and it's good to have those conversations and catch up. But then it's like there went 20 minutes and now I haven't trying to sit back down when people pop into my cube. So I digress too much. I can't work in. I couldn't work in the office either. Yeah. It's the most unproductive. (laughs) I like the the one meme like, please do not disturb me. Like if you start talking to me, I will not get my work done. And and that's like some days when I'm in the office, I feel like I need to put a sign up like, please don't talk to me because I can't get my work done. If I look focused, don't break that focus for the love of God, Good please. Lord, please don't. <laughs> but I do. I like St. Louis Park, maybe mm-hmm. Maple Grove. I love Dayton and Champlin, though. And yeah. so that's kind of the area I think eventually will end up. But mm-hmm. for the next year, for sure, I'm going to be put back in my city girl area and be yes. in Minneapolis. And I'm so excited to be back. That's good. I'm excited for you to have your studio back, too. I know. And we're going to, Maggie and I, and do you know who Habak is? Um, she does moon juice art. She does a bunch of murals Ooh. all around the city. So she has a mural at Gray's in North Loop. Dope. Um, she did Arcadia, Arcadia, Asadia. Maybe I'm saying this all wrong. But she probably has at least 20 murals around the city. So God, you've definitely amazing. seen them. But she painted my steps. Oh, my, yeah, yeah. My pastel rainbow steps I have at my house. And then she did another like rainbow little mural. So in my studio, we're going to do this like giant pastel mural. Heck yeah. And then put a pegboard so I can have like an installation of yarn as well. But it's a functional installation. So I'll be able to pull off the yarn and use it. You're and that's, that's where I'm going to do all my YouTube recordings. And I'll actually have a studio with good lighting. A background. And a yeah. background. And the ceilings are super high on the main floor. So I'm very excited for the vision. Yay. Um, but it's my house. It's always been my house. Now it's legally only my house. I love and that I'm, for you. I'm so excited to just have a space for the girls and I. And yeah. we're going to get our, my brother's girlfriend's watching my cat. So I'm going to get my cat back. And then Yay. Meadow wants another kitty. And she wants to name it Kitty Charlie. 
and love that. she but we went and met at a little kitty last night and she did so good and she just like sat there and pet it and was so gentle so i think we'll good. get another i was looking on craigslist two nights ago You're like can i get a kitty and my friends are like what color kitty are you getting i'm like a 25 dollar kitty that's what i'm getting yeah, whatever <laughs> color they come when they're cheap <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah i'm like i saw one for a rehoming fee of 700 dollars. i'm God, like we got dodge from the we adopted him from the uh, agency for 400 dollars. yeah so they're scamming you yeah <laughs> that's 750 is a scam i know so well do you have any other questions for me i feel like i want to ask you a similar question of what has been kind of your balancing act how have you moved from i mean you do so much balancing i don't i can't even keep up but of your nine to five and crafty mama Murr and motherhood and all of that what's like your takeaway what's your biggest tip for kind of staying on track the biggest thing i do that saved everything was batch create Okay. So on the weekends, I don't have the girls. I make so much content and I do like my room is always a mess because I just keep doing outfit changes and outfit changes and I change my hairstyle up just a little. Um, oh, that's such a good idea. But and it was helpful because when I moved back in with my parents at the start of this year, I was on a really good routine of posting two to three times a day and mm-hmm. I was growing a following. But I was my life was literally falling apart in shambles, but I still had 40 drafts. Mm-hmm. So for two weeks, I didn't record one thing and I just posted these drafts that's and kept doing it and um, you got to be broken in silence yep and and I I like and (laughs) I'm also a person who needs to feel things with others like I and when I left my ex I like got home and my brother was like hey maybe we just like keep this in the family like till we figure out what's going on and I said I just texted 40 people and I had like a draft text and I said this is what happened and I need you to hold me accountable because otherwise not that I can't do things for myself but like accountability I mean hell that's why I have that's why I finished Mr. Seven's episode the way Mm -hmm. I did because I wanted everyone to know like I can't go back to this we have to break cycles like my buddy was like And now this is like totally segueing away from like how I manage my nine to five. But this was more of just like how I manage my life at that point. Mm -hmm. But I just I have to break these cycles. So anyway, circling back, though, the beautiful thing about crochet is I can do it with the girls right next to me. Yeah. So when we're sitting and we're watching like a bedtime movie, I'll sit there and crochet and I'll like run over. And that's why you'll see the girls run into video sometimes and be a little sassy because I'm doing it right by them. But last night we got a bunch of new um, Crafty Mama Mer crewnecks and they're just right there with me. And it's so fun that they get to see it too. And they get to see what mommy's doing. And they, they recognize the logo and they're like, Crafty Mama Mer. And Meta yes. keeps telling people that she's Crafty Mama Mer. And she goes, Maisie's my daughter. I'm like, well, no, honey, you're my daughter. And Maisie's my daughter. She goes, no, mama, I'm your daughter. And Maisie's my daughter. And I'm like, I can't explain Whatever that you to say, you. Whatever you say, girlfriend. Yeah, I'm like, whatever. But... I just think it's to set realistic expectations. And when I'm going to do a whole podcast episode of really what I did from 2020 when I started Crafty Mama Mer to present day and how I grew, but what it really came down to was setting your expectations that I'm going to post at least one time every day. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, then that means on the weekends I have to batch create at least 14 things because they go with their dad every other weekend. And so that was where I decided... Okay, even if you make 10 things this weekend, and then you can use some older photos, or you can do throwback photos, or you can take text. And so that's how I manage the social media part of it. Making a beanie takes me an hour and a half. Yeah. So if I can dedicate an hour each day, I can keep up with creating enough and Mm -hmm. there's days I won't and there's days I'm or there's weeks that I have really hard weeks and I just have been like posting and been like it's a really hard week you're not going to see anything from me this week and then I get just this outpour of love and people understanding that I am a human and like yes crafty mama mer is my business but I'm a human and I'm Mm -hmm. dealing with shit so it's just been but I think it works so well for me and I've seen this side of what your business is doing too but just to be so authentic and vulnerable and like this is what I'm dealing with and I know like you share a lot on social media too. And I feel like you've created a really good space to be on social media. And I think when you can create a good space to be on social media, you can find something that's creative and a passion for you. It all just kind of flows together Mm -hmm. that you are not like, okay, I need to do three hours of this today and three hours of that tomorrow. It's just, it comes more naturally and it's more of a flow. So I would always say, don't be too hard on yourself. Find what you can do consistently to show up, Mm -hmm. but consistently to show up happy don't you know you can consistently post two to three times a day and be miserable yeah or you can say you know what I'm gonna post two to three times a week and I'm going to enjoy this and I'm gonna be like enjoying my life and not like feeling and that's the thing crafty mama Mer has always been a passion of mine yeah. and never 
a um like a need I mean like right now the money I'm getting from it is just phenomenal yeah but I don't I mean I need it but I could walk away from Crafty Mom or I could shut down my store today and I still would be okay and that's why I think it's like a little bit easier for me to be like I don't need to post today but I do want to post because I'm like yes I got like you know, this year I got my name back. I got my house back, but I paid off so much debt already from people buying patterns and like trusting in me to teach them how to crochet. Mm-hmm. But I'm very excited to see what's next because there's some me big too. things coming up. And yeah, one of my favorite TikToks reels you ever made was like, keep laughing, everyone. My silly little business paid for daycare for yep. X amount of time. And it's like, seriously, keep laughing, everyone. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> there was there was a long time I didn't post because there was one woman in particular who would just bully me and she knows who she is mm-hmm. and she, we don't like you I don't she, know who you are but I don't no, like you we don't like her at all and I try not to like have that energy like everyone got a fresh start at the beginning of 2023 yeah but she would go and like leave reviews on my website she would go send me anonymous messages on my website she would comment on things she created new profiles like and she would show up I remember the review girl yep and so there's I mean if I would have kept some of these screenshots, I would have, I've talked to some people and they would have said I would have had grounds for a restraining order. Yeah. But for so long, I didn't post because of that one individual. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, look at me now, girl. Like, and you know, you cannot do things because you're afraid of what people are going to say mm-hmm. or they're going to make fun of you. But I am so glad. And it was, oh, it was a little bit over a year ago that I started posting like I was already famous mm-hmm. and that I had a following. And now, like, by the end of this year, I'll hit 100,000 followers on Instagram, and I'm at 50,000 on TikTok, and 16,000 subscribers on YouTube, and I just, to everyone who made fun of me for, like, making my silly little TikTok videos, thank you. Thanks. (laughs) Shout out to you. You kept her going. Yes. And I, but I wouldn't change it. Like, I don't, there's nothing I look back that I'm like, I mean, there's one video of me, like, crying that has half a million views on TikTok, and I'm like, maybe you could take that one down but like but, maybe that brought some but, people to your page but it, it did and it showed people I'm a real person and yeah. but it was also funny because I, the day I left my husband was or ex-husband was January 6th and so people always think that video is like somehow politically linked to January oh 6th oh my gosh and yeah. so that's why people were watching this video and then the comments like are so weird on that video anyway um whatever so the comments bump that algorithm it does it does and if I'm there's like one thing I know as a social media consultant any engagement bumps the algorithm right anything yeah. so when people yeah. comment why would I pay ten dollars for this pattern I'm like thank you for your comment have a lovely day because yeah. you know what you might think it's ridiculous I charge ten dollars but you're helping me push out now to yeah. more people who will pay the ten dollars because it is and I've said it many times like my goal is to teach people how to crochet and if yeah. people think it's too easy or it's like a basic pattern then they are not my market yeah they're my, not beginner crocheters my market is for people who think they will never be able to crochet yeah or never be able to create something yeah. so but it's been it's been lovely with social media and yeah. I I love the space I've created with it and I think Me that too. that's I think that that's advice I have for people create the space you want like I'm a single mom who crochets and like occasionally posts her outfits yeah that's the space I want that's the energy I want and so I'm not putting out any bad energy and so I just I feel like karma is my boyfriend and Uh (laughs) everything happens for a reason truly it's the kind of posting for yourself versus posting for everybody else Mm -hmm. like I really like this that I made so I'm gonna post about it and then posting it and not disliking it because others might not like it as much as you do that's tough Mm -hmm. with like art or creativity and things like that like I could be geeked on a bouquet and think it's so beautiful and then post it and not get a lot of likes and I try and not have that be like a oh that doesn't like try not think that means everybody else doesn't like it it's more realistically people are probably busy not looking at their phones at that moment or whatnot but reminding myself to post for me and create for me yes versus post and create for other people and that's been so nice and Um, I agree with you with the coming as a human and showing up as a human, Mm -hmm. like text or putting something on my story with a little bit of a funny, like cadence to it is me. So I will post that versus trying to be just like every other photographer or florist I see on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, it's kind of scary because you being yourself can be, you know, it can be a toss up. It can be received well or not, but, um, I'd rather be received well by people that I also like and that enjoy my same things I kind of in my head think like you should market to who you want Mm -hmm. who you want to come to your page and if you want people that are just like you you can market the way you think you should you know exactly so 
Yeah. Well, that's very exciting. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for doing this. We did it. We did it. We did it. My um, very first podcast. Yes. So yes. make sure you go follow Captured Blossoms on Instagram yes. for any inspo on floral arrangements or wedding photography. And then check her out and see if you want to support a small business. But thank you again for being on. It was fun yeah. talking about flowers and Taylor Swift and dating and all that fun stuff. Lovely. So, thank you for having me. It was so fun. Yes, you are welcome. So thank you for listening to Crafty Mama Murr, a podcast. Find me on any social media as Crafty Mama Murr and follow along for more parts. Bye. Bye. Yay. <laughs> Mama. Mama. Crafty Mama Mark.